this morning we welcome you to Cornerstone. It's a it's exciting day today, being Christmas Eve. It's been something that I've been anticipating for all month. Um, we've got a really a treat in store for you tonight. It's going to what I would consider is ending our Advent month of what we've started from the beginning, where God made a promise over 700 years before Christ showed up, that there would be a baby that was born uh, for us and to us, and He would take the sins of the world away. And then there was a dark period in history that really is not recorded even in the Bible. There's 400 years. There are some books out there that kind of talk about this 400-year period. But there was silence, and then all of a sudden God shows up and I imagine that the angels are just looking in excitement, anticipation for what's coming. And we see that God keeps His promise. And we looked at the life of um, Zechariah and Elizabeth, which is God keeps His oath. God remembers. And then last week we talked about the unlikely parents. Ordinary people who God chooses to use and to birth his son into this world through um, through Mary, the mother of God, which is really huge and is really big to say. And then we talked about the virgin birth, of how important that is to us as Christians last week. Um, this week we're going to talk about the Word becoming flesh and how important that is out of, out of John 1, verses 1 through 14. Before we get into the Word this morning, there is a few things. The service tonight starts at 5 o'clock. We'll run for about an hour. I'm pretty excited about it. Again, I would ask you, invite somebody. We've invited. I know we're going to have some guests with us. And um, invite some people to come back. And I I encourage you to come back and enjoy uh, worship and then the Word. And I'm excited about it. Also, at the end of the service, is a tradition here that cornerstone, I don't know how many years you've been doing it, but you take up an offering, and we take up an offering, and so we'll be taking up an offering this Christmas Eve for a needy family within our church, uh, and we'll do that at the end, so please bring uh, plenty of money and, uh, and empty your pockets. And I promise you, 100% will go to the family. I will not pocket any of it. Um, well, 10% for saying that. Um, just kidding. Um, so please do that. I think that family will be blessed. The elders, um, we decided that this is what we wanted to do this year. And we really want to bless this family. And they've, um, they've been in our church for, for a couple years now. Uh, also, um, so we got that to look forward to. And you, I was thinking about the song this morning, the Christmas song, Baby, It's Cold Outside. And baby, it's going to be cold outside today and tomorrow. So when you're listening to that song, that's my secular uh, part is um, enjoy that tomorrow and stay warm. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for who you are. And Lord, honestly, this morning, as a messenger of your gospel and of the truth is that I'm inadequate to truly convey the the most wonderful message of all. Lord, a message that came into our darkness and, and brought light. The gospel that says that there would be a son, a child would be born to us, for us, the government would rest on his shoulders, and that he would die for the sins of this world. 
And Lord, what a gospel and what a good news. And Lord, just the song that was sung during offering to be born in me, Lord, none of us come here, Lord. We put on this exterior in front of one another, but Lord, inside, sometimes it's just not put together. And Father, I thank You that You notice that. And I thank You that You notice us and that You care for us. So I just ask today, Lord, as we're on the end of the Advent of Christmas and we're excited that You've brought a Son to come into our mess and to come to bring us peace and came to bring us joy. I pray somehow this morning, Holy Spirit, that You would birth in us a peace and a joy. And thank You that the light has come. Thank You, Lord, that the light has come into our situations, Lord. And so, Lord, we look to Your Word. We want to honor You this morning. And we praise You and give You all glory. For You are worthy, Jesus. In Your precious name I pray, Lord. Amen. So this morning, it's a fun morning. I'm actually, I'm not always that excited. I'm not really ever, well, yeah, I am excited inside. But outside, I'm not always that excited, I don't think. Um, But this week, I was sitting at my desk and trying to study, and I was struggling with a cold all week. And I was anticipating this big storm coming. You know, the snow that we were supposed to have. And so every minute, Thursday's my day of really honing in the message and praying, but I continued to look outside just waiting for the snow to fall. And I kept going to the Weather Channel, and I was like, the Weather Channel's got to be wrong. It's got to be wrong. But I was anticipating a snowstorm, and I was going to enjoy it, because did you know, at least at the beginning, snow makes people happy? That's the stats. But did you know people in Wisconsin in March, they're very mad at snow. And so it goes from happy to mad and sad. And then spring comes along. But there was something about an anticipation that I wanted to see the snow fall. And it's kind of like for the kids. Today is Christmas Eve. And tomorrow is going to be a time of opening gifts. And if you're like my family, we open one gift on Christmas Eve. And there's an anticipation to see what you got. And if you're like us guys, you're probably anticipation of yesterday, and even maybe today in between services, you're going to try to hit the store to buy that last minute gift. And I warn you, it is going to be crazy. In the last two days that I have been out, not because of my procrastination, it has been crazy and maddening. But as we're longing for something better and something cool under the tree, the world had waited for many years of a Messiah that was going to come. There was an anticipation of something that was going to happen, but there was this empty period of time, and I can assure you that the people were not looking and waiting for God to show up. And then it's funny, we learn through the Bible, even when He does show up, they don't recognize Him. And so let's get to the Word before I go too far. And I promise I will not keep you long this morning. I just want to hit some points and make it very simple. But yet, is it that simple? Let's begin in John 1, verses 1-3. through 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through Him, and apart from Him, not one thing was created that has been created. All that is a lot in three sentences. So let me just make it very plain to you. The Word was with God, and the Word was God, and it was there in the beginning. And nothing was created outside of that Word. And then in verse 14 of John 1, we see the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observed His glory, and the glory is the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And as we've studied the book of 1 John here, we see at the beginning of that book, we see that the writer, the same writer of the book of John is the same writer here. They actually touched, they actually beheld the Word of God. And when I think of that and try to fathom that, 2,000 and some years later, of touching and seeing the very Son of God is amazing to me. But it also gives us something to stand on. And I can't help to think, but in this coming years, and and I don't know what the future has, we need to know what we stand on. And we need to be assured that the Gospel that we read is truth. And it is true. It's happened in history. But where we get a little bit confused in all other religions is that Jesus is just a prophet. Jesus was just a man, a good man, some would say. But for us... Jesus is God. And you see in Hebrews chapter 1 and 2, it says this, God has appointed Him heir of all things and made the universe through Him. The Son is the radiance of God's glory, the exact copy of His nature, sustaining all things by His powerful Word. Jesus was made a little lower than the angels for a short time. Yet Jesus has something in common with us, and that's flesh and blood. You see, Jesus was truly human, and He was truly God, and to fathom that mystery is very difficult to do this morning, but it's an exciting mystery. You see, the Advent is waiting for someone to come, someone very important to come. And here He is on Christmas Eve, And we've already talked about it, okay? So the argument goes that maybe Christmas didn't happen on tomorrow. Okay, we know that. But it doesn't change the fact that Jesus has come. And that Mary held God in her hand. And can you imagine as she said, I am a lowly servant and you have visited me. And you have brought peace to the world through this child. He was God in flesh. He was born in a manger. There was no room for Him in the the inn. And this week I heard a song for the first time and it was a funny little spin on may we not be like the innkeeper and reject Christ. I thought that's an interesting thought. And you see this morning this king that came as a baby came to bring us peace came to bring us joy, came to bring us life. 
This little baby Jesus is something bigger than just a baby. Because I'm a simple person, I will say it in a simple way. Can you believe that God would come in flesh? And the Word which was from the beginning, which was always there, would humble Himself by becoming a man. You see, if you wanted to get really deep into the story, go back to creation. And to see all things that were created through Him and by Him, and yet He came and was made a little lower than the angels. And I know I'm repeating myself, but I can't help it. Because this is God. And let's read on verses 4 and 5. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness does not overcome it. And then in Isaiah verse, or chapter 9, verse 2, it says the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. So at this advent, at this coming of Christ, a great light has shined upon the earth. And we see and we've learned through Scripture that people reject the light because the light exposes the darkness and exposes the truth. And I'm thinking about that perfect gift that God has given for sin. I'm thinking of that perfect gift that God has given in my darkness to bring me light, to bring me joy, and bring me peace. And am I going to reject the most perfect gift of all? And that's what this is all about. Without Jesus, there is no Christmas. You've heard that said. Jesus is the reason for the season. And so as you think about it today and tomorrow, when you wake up in the morning, whether you are in sorrow because you've lost a loved one or you are in joy because you're with your family, remember that Jesus came to shine light. Let's read on in John, in verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was created through Him, and yet the world did not recognize Him. He came to His own, and His own did not receive Him. So you think about this. You that have families, we all come from a family, right? I hope. Unless you're some alien... We've all came from a family. Could you imagine walking in to a room where your children are and they don't recognize you and you're the creator of this child. You come to your own, but your own don't recognize you. That's what happened when Jesus came. But then it goes to say on in verse 12, 
But to all who did receive Him, He gave them the right to be children of God to those who believe in His name. Who were born not of natural descent or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. So as we celebrate the Christmas Advent this year, for those who have truly believed in who Jesus is, are now called sons and daughters of the Most High King. And the thing cool about this is that I can't explain it. We were talking about this on Wednesday night class. Like, why does somebody get up? We were talking about the disciples, and it was Matthew. When Jesus came and said, follow me, and Matthew got up and followed Jesus, we're like amazed. How does that happen? And honestly, you can't explain why this happens, except the conversion took place. And you see, in the midst of our darkness, a great light has shone and Christ has come. And those who believe in His name are children of God. Not born of natural descent, but by the will of God, not the will of man. And so if you have accepted Jesus and you know Him as your Lord and Savior and God, and yet you are shaken as we sung this morning and you are have turmoil inside, I just want to speak peace, joy, and light into your situation. You are a child of God. Tomorrow morning as we celebrate Jesus' coming, remember that I am a child of God. And the Scripture says I'm a child of God and the evil one cannot touch me. You are a child of God. There's two characters in the story this morning of the Advent that I want us to look at. It's two groups. The shepherds and the wise men. So if you go to Luke 2 with me, and I will not read verse for verse, but I do want to highlight some Scripture. And if you do read the story with your children, with your family, Luke 2 and Luke 1 and 2 is a great place to do it tomorrow morning. And you see so much action of the Holy Spirit and so much action within the angels in the heavenly realm. It's amazing. But God chose to reveal Himself to shepherds. In verses 10 through 14... But the angel said to them, because a great light shone around the shepherds, the angel said, Do not be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people He favors. And it's interesting that God would come to lowly shepherds But there's a point that I'm bringing them into the story this morning. One thing, they were there. 
is fact. But another thing is what we see them do. After they have received the message, they go to Bethlehem to see this baby that they were told about. And can you imagine what this must have been, did for Joseph and Mary to see these shepherds show up and say, we want to see this baby that's going to bring peace and joy. In verse 20 it says this, The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. And so we see them bring glory and honor to God. Then we have the wise men that came from far. And it is quite interesting as you grow in your faith and you grow in, in knowledge and you grow of the learning that the wise men probably were not at the manger scene. And Jesus was probably two years old or a little bit younger. We don't know. How do we know this? Because in Scripture it says when they came and told King Herod that, it, that a king was going to be born to the Jews, and King Herod got worried, and there's a whole history behind that, and then after he realized the wise men weren't coming back, he sent out murderers to murder all that were two and under. Which is interesting. But we have wise men who are following a star to come see the King of the Jews. You see, and what's interesting about this, and this is where we can hang our hat on, is that they weren't Jews, but they were coming to worship the King of Jews. And I think we're seeing something in the story that we can rejoice in, is that King Jesus, this baby in the manger, came for all people. Not for just Jews, but for also us Gentiles. And they came and they began, they came to worship Him. And we'll see this in Scripture real quick. Verse 2. And they say this to Herod, Where is He who has been born King of the Jews? For we saw His star and it was rising and had come to worship Him. And then we can skip to verse 8 through 11. And so Herod sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. When you find Him, report back to me that I too can go and worship Him. After hearing the king, they went on their way and there it was, the star they had seen it at its rising. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. Falling on their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then it goes on saying that they were warned in a dream not to go back. And so this morning, I want to challenge us with a very simple message 
But just as we've seen that a light came into our darkness, and people didn't recognize it, but if you were born again, you do recognize it. That as the shepherds did, and as the wise men did, and as I'm proclaiming to you this morning of good news, a child has been born for you, is to come. Let us adore. Let us worship and honor the King of Kings. In Philippians chapter 2, we started the Advent in December with this Scripture. We're going to end at least the preaching part of the Advent in chapter 2. And it says this, Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who existing in the form of God did not consider equality with God something to be exploited, something to be used in His favor or grasp. Instead, He emptied Himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when He had come as a man, He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And for this reason, this baby Jesus, God highly exalted Him and gave Him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There's a song that we used to sing and it's called, Come, Now is the Time to Worship. And one of the choruses or verses, whatever it is, because I'm not a music man, it says, One day every tongue will confess you are God. One day every knee will bow. Still the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose you now. You see, this little baby is no longer a baby. This little baby that came in the manger, who gave himself up, who was at the beginning... Wait, 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 just so you know that this baby was not created. Angels were created. We were created. Jesus was uncreated. Yet He stooped down to take on the form of man, humbled Himself. And now God has highly exalted Him. So this baby Jesus that we are going to celebrate tomorrow, it's really celebrating that God has sent His Son. A light into the darkness. And then I want to kind of... I didn't have this because I didn't know if I was going to go there, but let me read it real quick. See, I do get a little bit excited, and I'm sorry, but I want to encourage you to bow in me now. I want to encourage you to confess with your tongue now that Jesus is Lord, because there is one day that there the world will come before the great throne and will have no choice but to bow and kneel. That's why that verse says, still the greatest treasure remains for those 
who gladly choose you now. Listen to this little baby Jesus. In Revelation 19, verse 11. Then I saw heaven opened and there was a white horse. Its rider is called Faithful and True. And he judges and makes war with justice. His eyes were like a fiery flame and many crowns were on his head. He had a name written that no one knows except himself. He wore wore a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. The armies that were in heaven followed him on white horses wearing pure white linen. A sharp sword came from his mouth so that he may strike the nations with it. He will rule them with an iron rod. And I'm sure you can hear my southernness there. Iron rod. And he will also trample the winepress of his fierce anger of God, the Almighty. And he has a name written on his robe and on his thigh, King of kings and Lord of lords. That sounds like a scary scene. But I want you to know that the gift makes this a beautiful scene. The gift allows us to walk in peace. The gift allows us to walk in joy. And the gift that God has given allows us to walk in victory. You see, there are two tensions that we constantly are grappling grappling with within the church. One is God's love for us, that He died for us, and that He gave His life for us. And then the other is a life that has been redeemed, a life that has been changed, a life that has been converted. And when you believe on the name of Jesus Christ, you do become a child of God. The wrath and the danger to come, you don't have to worry about because a great light has shined in our darkness. But see, the reality is some of us walk in constant darkness. And I just want you to know that you don't have to walk in darkness. You don't have to walk in darkness. The theologian said this as the worship team, if you guys would come. He said this, conclusion. At the end of this long discussion, it may be easy for us to lose sight of what is actually taught in Scripture. It is by far the most amazing miracle of the entire Bible. Far more amazing than the resurrection, and more amazing even than the creation of the universe. The fact that an infinite, omnipotent, eternal Son of God would become man and join Himself to human nature forever. So that infinite God became one person with with finite man. Will remain for eternity the most profound miracle and the most profound mystery in all the universe. So this Christmas Eve, 
The message that we proclaim to you through the Bible is the good news. Is that a great light has come into our darkness. You know what I'd like to challenge you with this morning? Is to do as the shepherds did. Go and tell somebody. Because we don't know who is bound in darkness who need to be free and see a marvelous light. So this morning we're going to end with two songs. And we're going to do it with great joy because God has sent His only begotten Son into the world. For those who ever believe in Him will not perish but find eternal life through that Son. And a great light has shined in our darkness. And so as we go and, and we go our ways today, and then we're busy, just remember the joy of the season and that Jesus truly is why we celebrate Christmas.